Today on Locked On Canadians, have the Habs finally hit rock bottom or is there further to fall? Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everyone and welcome to episode 503 of Locked On Canadians and thanks as always for making us your first listen of the day. My name is Laura Sab, also known as the Active Stick and I'm joined as always by Scott Matla of Habs Eyes on the Prize. Hello <laughs> that was that it was exactly like we expected uh the Avs who got blown out playing their third string goalie on a back-to-back and the Habs played exactly like we thought. And I don't know what's more disappointing, that we don't have any faith in them or that they keep proving us right. I had the honor and the privilege of seeing that game live. I do have, I have lots of shout outs today. So let's get that out of the way. Uh, Shout out one to my cousins, the Bezes, who, uh, Big Bez for giving us the tickets and Little Bez for taking me to the game. You know, a Habs game is always a good time, even if the on ice product is terrible. And this one was no different. They're doing their best to pump in atmosphere. Like God love them. You know, that, 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 in-game experience crew but unfortunately the Habs are not good and another shout out that I wanted there were a couple actually when we did our 500th episode there was somebody's comment that I thought was really really funny and adorable because it reminded me of how far we came very early on uh when we started advertising the show the first couple of episodes we we're trying to t- tell people what we were about I said you know you can listen to us while you do your skincare routine so listener K who's been so active on Twitter interacting with us I want to shout out K Hi, uh, also a Habs fan from, I don't want to say where in case you, you know, you don't want me to like reveal it, but like somewhere in, in the States and in the South. So, you know, I just want to say hi, because it's so nice to meet people who are kind of newer listeners, but kind of, uh, they caught up enough that they know all of our memes going back. Like I'd forgotten that skincare was one of my memes and people would ask me mailback questions about them. Uh, so that's one. And the other one is to our nemesis. We had 500 episodes with him antagonizing us and we never even thanked him. So thank you will for being the absolute worst other than the way the Habs sometimes play on the ice i don't want to be gratuitously mean to them i don't want to kick them while they're down it's i mean we haven't even talked about the fact that two of them are now in COVID protocol after testing positive we hope that they're okay we wish them the best and a speedy recovery and we also hope that they didn't infect anyone else on the team or however they got it the rest of the team didn't get it that's one two some really really sad news our favorite himbo uh and our golden retriever josh anderson is going to be out for a month uh and i feel like i might be imagining this i don't know if it's recency bias scott but when the canadians play the avalanche there's always something really stupid like that that happens right well if you mean that the abs do something insanely dirty and injure somebody yeah um it was a few years ago nikita zadorov basically dropped yasperi kotkaniemi on his head gave him a severe concussion and the league went and no hockey play because they suck at their jobs and tonight curtis mcdermott basically shoved anderson uh from behind in Anderson was losing an edge when it happened, but McDermott rode him straight from behind into the boards. We don't know what the injury is. They just said upper body. And then on the same play, Gabriel Landeskog drilled Tyler Toffoli from behind for a two-minute penalty. And it's like, one, should have been a five-on-three. And it's just, 
everything that can go wrong right now is going wrong. Like the only consistent thing is Jake Allen doing his best every single night. And it's, it's getting frustrating because every time I think, no, I can't get worse. It, it continues to just kind of find new lows. There's no Anderson. Now they recalled Laurent Dauphin from uh, the rocket. And I guess we'll see now. Um, the lineup doesn't look great. There's no Gallagher. There's no Niku. There's, going to be no Anderson for a little bit. They've got Cole Caulfield playing on the fourth line, and you can't convince me that if Gallagher wasn't out with COVID that he wouldn't have been sent down already. Here's it's, the thing, though, Scott. Sorry. Yeah. I am interrupting. I think they should just send him down. If they're not going to play him in the position that he's meant to play at the NHL level, what is the point? Just send him to Laval. I don't care if you don't have bodies. Stop ruining this kid's development. Can I, can I interrupt you on that? It's because <laughs> Dominique Ducharme sucks at this. And I don't care anymore if I'm being mean. He doesn't have a goddamn clue. The team's lost. Every single night, it's a bunch of toddlers running around out there. And Jeff Gordon has to be looking at this and going, what the f***? Like, it's it's not good. I get that they want to be bad and tank, but you can be bad and still create good habits. They go out there and nothing happens. The most notable for the no, most noticeable forwards on the ice night were Ryan Paling, good, and Michael Pozzetta, not great. You can't tell me a team that has as much talent as it does in the forward group like this should look this bad. Jeff Petrie fell off a cliff. David Savard, admittedly, hasn't been great. Where's Tyler Toffoli? Nick Suzuki's gone nine games without a goal. The team itself looks so dysfunctional, and the coach doesn't have a clue. He just sits there behind the bench and stares blankly with his mask half off of his face. And I don't care that they're losing. I care that they're losing, and there's no plan for the future after this. They There needs to be something in place. Build on something. You're going to lose? Cool. That's fine with me. But losing like this is embarrassing. It's hard to write post-game articles about this because there's nothing to write about because the team just flat out sucks. And I'm really tired of watching it right now. I'm not going to stop because it is hockey is what I do outside of my day job. But it's like, fix it. I I don't think I'm going to be shocked if Dominique Ducharme makes it to January. If he makes it to the trade deadline, I'll eat a hat. I don't care. It's it's abysmal. And at a certain point, you just go, it's not enough. You fired the entire front office. Guess what? The next step down is all the guys that they just hired. So that that's my rant on that. I'm I'm very tired of watching Dominique Ducharme hockey right now. And I feel offensive to the sport of hockey to call it hockey and what he's doing. Well, that was the thing is that, you know, they're when you're at the game, it's the same thing as when you're watching it at home. The experience doesn't really change. You're sitting there going, do something. And it's impossible to me that these guys don't know what to do. And the thing in my mind that I can't figure out is how they got to the Stanley Cup final. Like, I truly in my heart feel that, like, Eric Stahl, Corey Perry, and Shea Weber were, like, unofficially coaching this damn team. Like, that's how I was like, how did the, how did this group of players, well, they lost a lot of that group of players, but, like, how did Dominique Ducharme get these people to the Stanley Cup final. That's the part that I can't fathom. And here's the thing. This was Jeff Gordon's first game. He went to see Laval last night. He went to see the Habs tonight. He got a taste of what there is and what what the possibility of this team could be. 
and uh, he's going to get to work. You know, the Canadians said that there's going to be an exhaustive search for general manager, but exhaustive when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars and all kinds of, you know, ticket sales and merch sales and all of that. Like people are throwing their jerseys onto the ice. That exhaustive search is probably going to not take a whole lot of time. Exhaustive probably means they're going to be spending eight hours, nine hours a day, like vetting candidates and things like that. They probably have a couple of people in mind. They just haven't said who it is. Like, I honestly and truly believe they have people in mind for this role. It's just that they haven't worked out the logistics. Like at this point, the way that they're talking and we're going to hear Jeff Gordon talk to the media, I believe it's happening today when you're listening to the show. So if anything interesting comes out of that or anything uh, news breaks over the weekend, we'll have like a quick bonus episode. But in the meantime, I'm expecting that in the coming, you know, week or two, there'll be some idea of who the names are on that list. And then the person who comes in, I believe with all of my heart, the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to get rid of Dominique Ducharme. I believe that because at this point they're so bad, they've tanked enough for a decent draft pick. Like, I don't think that they're going to leave this coach in place because what's happening is the young pieces they have in place, like all of their talent and their play and the skill that they're trying to develop is being undone. So they aren't going to risk that and try and tank further and try and guarantee a top three draft pick. I think they're just they're going to like maybe probably sell off about Ben Sherratt, which we haven't even talked about. We'll talk about that in a different episode because we have to get to our mailbag and that's coming up in just one moment. But first you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to boost mobile for the power of saving money because with boost, you get the power of a free 5g phone. So you can listen to all the latest episodes, the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line. So your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5g networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5g with all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain. Just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile to find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Thanks, everybody, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. And don't forget, we've got our giveaways going on Twitter. We've got a tweet that you can retweet. You have to be following us at LO underscore Canadians and just look for the sticker uh, uh, prompt to retweet, retweet. That will be picking a winner out of those. And then we have a Habs mask or scrunchie from Shana Goldman's Etsy store. And we've got a T-shirt from 514 Shirts. And we'll have two winners, so you'll get like if you win you'll get one of those things and as you know episodes 501 to 505 have a keyword and you have to send us all five keywords by december 10th uh end of day let's say end of day pacific time uh and we'll enter you into a draw and we'll pick two winners out of that and the keyword for today is mahovlich so i don't want to rant anymore about the haves because at this point i know We've heard it all before. We're tired. And I I honestly, I feel optimistic that there's going to be some movement in the coming weeks. I don't know if we're going to get a good team out of it in the next few months to watch, but at least we'll get an interesting trade deadline and a phenomenally interesting draft. So I'm looking forward to that. What I want to do today is move on to our mailback questions because we love our listeners. Like we truly, truly do. Like I, and and, you know, the last couple of days, people have been showing us their Spotify wrapped with us in their top five. 
every single time my heart grows like a million sizes. So this is, you know, we, we really truly do appreciate you. And the mailbag episode is our favorite because it's your content. You dictate what we do. So Scott, what do we have in the mailbag today? I know we've got a couple that we had uh, left over from last week because we ran out of time because we talked so much when you weren't here. So we've got three from Randy Hanson. I'll just start reading these down uh, top to bottom. Would you do Survivor just so you can get some beach time and be able to lose the phone for a bit? I would do Survivor for sure if it's somewhere where there aren't snakes. Well, uh... I, I, well, then again, I haven't watched Survivor in like 15, 16 years at this point. So I have no idea where they're even taking place at this point. But uh, Beach with no electronics sounds pretty great right about now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, Sorry, that's a smug laugh. But yeah, I no, mean... <laughs> no, I haven't watched Survivor either in a, in a while. But like, I, th- that was the thing is like, I always look at it and I'm like, I, I could totally do that. Even though I am a bit of a princess, like I could totally do that for like the 40 days or however long they have to last. The only thing I can't do is snakes. Uh, another question from Randy. This obviously came before the firings. How many losses will it take before the Habs finally admit it's time to rebuild? Well, they are kind of in the process of doing that. Yeah, Randy sent that to us last Thursday and we didn't get to it because, again, when Scott's not here, uh, basically everything just goes haywire. And <laughs> Julian and I could not stop talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think they're finally admitting that they're going to be rebuilding. Uh, and finally, uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving movie? And is it planes, trains, and automobiles? So I didn't know there were Thanksgiving movies. Uh, there really aren't. Um, usually when we had family over, we would just throw on like USA or AMC in the background and they'd play like the classic blockbuster. So like Lord of the Rings would be on or Star Wars would be on or Indiana Jones would be on or something like that. So what Carly and I did this year is we just started rewatching all of Star Wars from start to finish. And I think that's going to be a new tradition moving forward because we're so full of pie and everything else that um, guess what? Um, We're not going to move off the couch, so we might as well watch one, two, three, four, five. So nine movies at about two and a half to three, you know two days worth of star wars so (laughs) i love that though it's like it was your first thanksgiving living in the same place it's so cute i love that you have a new tradition we have another question from Kay. if you could make your best starting line who would you pick but the catch is you can only use current nhl coaching staff so my initial thought is it's rod brindamore alex burrows and then (sighs) trying to figure out who (laughs) why not right i mean it couldn't hurt could it i'm trying to think of like oh well no brendan shanahan's not coaching so he doesn't count um yeah you know what i'll give it to you i'll I'll go with that why not it it's the funniest thing to me so why not barry trots right (laughs) i i don't know i okay here's my thing is that i really like dallas Eakins. And he and Bruce Boudreaux to me, like, and I think Bruce Boudreaux is not coaching anywhere at the moment. Um, right. I'm not, I'm not mistaken with that. No, he's currently unemployed. Hint, hint, Montreal, hint, hint. <laughs> right. Um, it's just because like, I feel like Bruce Boudreaux is the quintessential guy who's really good at coaching. He's got a really good system. And then every once in a while, he gets extremely victimized by either PDO or like a dysfunctional front office. So um, that's my pick. Like, I think Bruce Boudreaux would be well, but he, you know, she said he has, they have to be current uh, NHL coaches. Yeah. So I really like Dallas Eakins. I know 
he failed with some some good rosters, but also like all those teams that he worked for were pretty dysfunctional. Um, and now he's in Anaheim doing great things, right? So he is in Anaheim. Yes, he is. Um, um, we, we thought he talking... was getting fired this year too because they yeah, hired Joel Bouchard. Joel Bouchard. <laughs> and that was the thing. Like Joel Bouchard probably thought he was getting fired too. And that's why he took that job. But guess what, Joel Bouchard? There might be a coach being fired in Montreal soon. I was going to say, I hope he didn't sell his old place in Montreal or in uh, Laval <laughs> anywhere because he might be needing to move back into there in the near future. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I don't think that he would. He has so many ties here, obviously. Like he was like, he was on TV here for so long. He's coached in the in, in this province and in these systems for so long uh, i think they should try and entice him that's just my opinion is that the, anyway but she said current starting uh the current coaches so dallas eakins i'm gonna go with rod brindamore and barry trotz was gonna be my pick until i thought about what what's going on in anaheim right now let's see here we have time for one and then we can pop into our next segment so uh this comes from matt at ninja cat 98 I'm not saying don't trade him, but what if, what if Ben Sherratt is hitting his offensive stride? I think that he's going to fetch a return. That's why I want him traded. Like for me, like Ben Sherratt is the kind of guy, he got signed here for three years and then he's going to move on and another Ben Sherratt-like guy is going to get signed in his place. But now there's a different GM in town or there's going to be a different GM in town. I think Ben Sherratt is doing a lot with what he's being given. I am impressed with him this year, but I also don't think that this is sustainable. I just feel like at some point, like I'm looking at this team and I'm like, they're using Ben Sherratt in the wrong spot, but it's somehow magically working. Like there's no reason this man should be on the power play. And yet he's out here. So he's got five goals this season, like Ben Sherratt on a team that has no ability to score goals. So I think that it's true that he's found something. He's found something this season, whatever it is, it's working. The question is always going to be, is this sustainable? And if you look in the context of his career, I don't think it's sustainable. I, I agree in that Pierre Lebrun mentioned that Sherratt is the preeminent name on the market right now. There are teams that are interested that are paying a first and more. And I, my first thought is, you know what? Just go do it. Like once Joel Edmondson's healthy, do it. I, I do not care. Like get the picks, get the prospects, do whatever. If Edmonton's that interested and they just keep losing players like that, you go ahead and do it. Get someone like Kyrie Yamamoto in a first round pick and go from there. Get one of their prospects like Raphael Lavoie or a um, Xavier Borgo. Just do it. Don't wait because God forbid he gets hurt like Josh Anderson did tonight. You know, Jeff Gordon's coming in and whoever he hires has no loyalty to Ben Sherratt or quite frankly, anyone on this team minus the young guys really do it. Just what's the worst that could happen? The Habs get worse. Oh no, we're definitely going to get a first or top three pick now. How terrible that would be. Just pull the trigger and do it. Uh, I just ripped that bandaid off right now. Yeah. And so see, this is what happens when Scott is here is he reigns the show in and he makes sure we don't go over time, which when he wasn't here, Julian and I just rambled for 40 minutes. It, it was a good episode though. Check out last week's mailbag. It was really fun. Julian had some great insights. And so we're going to move on to the rest of our mailbag very, very shortly. But first, Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for sp- all the sports action this season. 
Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That's 50%. So you deposit hundred bucks, you get 50 bucks to play with our promo code. Use our promo code locked on from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. The holiday season is upon us, and if you're anything like me, you find all the things that you need to do before the holidays actually roll around so exhausting. But here's what you're going to do. Like me, you're going to grab a built bar and you're going to get your energy to either finish your holiday shopping, your holiday baking, getting the place ready for your guests, getting ready to deal with family. Built Bar has it all. It is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar and it will fuel your day. Just literally today, I had so much going on in my life and I needed to get to the hockey game that most of the day, I literally forgot to eat. You know what I ate? A couple of built bars. I got the fuel. I got the energy. It tasted like a treat. It was fantastic. They have 18 delicious flavors, but every once in a while, like for example, during the holiday season, they come up with a delicious, delicious special edition flavor. And they've got all kinds of offers on the website right now, not just with built bar, with built boost, you can get anything but really we we love those built bars they really do taste like treats i'm not lying and so also don't forget they're low in sugar they're high in protein they're always made with real chocolate and if you want to try any of them you go to built.com and you use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com It is the rest of our mailbag on this Friday. I hope that over the course of this episode, your mood has lifted like mine has, because all I do is think of the listeners and I get happy. Scott, what else have the listeners got for us today? Uh, Let's see here. From Cole, have we simply forgotten about Tatar? No one talks about him anymore, and I miss our tuna. I truly honestly did, though. Like, until I saw that question, I was like, oh, yeah, Tatar. I feel so bad, though, because when he was here, he was very, very useful. Like, yeah, he had that rough last season, but he he hit his stride in Montreal or he hit his stride again in Montreal. He refound something. And, you know, the, the line that he had, obviously, was one of the best in the NHL with Philippe Deneau and, Philip, uh, and uh, Brendan Gallagher. Like, but truly, I literally haven't thought about him since I wished him well when he signed with New Jersey. And and that's the thing is Tatar didn't play badly his last season. He was just, for whatever reason, and now looking at the way Ducharme is handling things in Montreal, currently uh, not played in the playoffs. And it's like Brendan Gallagher seems a little bit adrift without his old line mates. And that kind of sucks a little bit because we know how good he can be. And he's just kind of adrift and obviously out in COVID protocol now. And I don't think Tatar's been lighting it up in New Jersey, but at the same time, kind of would be nice to have, you know, a known entity back. So at least we knew, you know, what we were getting out of that. And maybe the team might be doing better. No offense to like Mike Hoffman or instead of trying to force Cole Caulfield to play on million different lines, maybe we'd still have Tatar and Gallagher and that might make it easier for Jake Evans or Ryan Paling to slide in there somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, I I feel like 
there's a sense of nostalgia I get for the way the old way the Canadians would suck, not the, the current way. Yeah, they might be exciting suck, which is great. That's all we want. Like, uh, another one from Cole. Should we trade Cedric for a pocket of gum? <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, I think I think you can get a little bit more than a pack of gum, a packet of gum. You get maybe two pockets. Yeah, I, I I mean, someone will give us money for grit, right? Right? <laughs> like, right? Maybe Dominique Ducharme will pack him in a suitcase when he leaves, take him with him wherever he goes. It's funny that you mentioned Ducharme leaving because that next question from Cole, with Bergevin gone and assumingly finding a new home soon, will he try to take advantage of Montreal's rebuild stage to try and formulate an evil plan to steal one of his previous acquisitions? And before you answer, my first thought is if he wants to go ahead and trade a lot for Ben Sherratt or Josh Anderson or Joel Edmondson or David Savard or Cedric Paquette or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Go ahead and do that. Um, if Montreal is going to rebuild and you want to take the old gritty guys that aren't working out in this city, please do. Um, I will be upset that maybe Anderson is leaving, maybe Edmondson, depending on how he's playing, but no, no, you, you can, you can take them. Uh, I'm assuming the new GM will be better at his job than you were. And I will be interested to see what they would do because we know Bergevin likes his guys. So why not test that from the other side, I guess. Exactly. And this is the thing is that he loves his like defensive defensemen and his bottom sixers. So you know what? You can have them. You can't have Jake Evans, but you can have the others. Let's see here. What do we have? And we are back down to our final question is the Menemesis question. If you had to have surgery performed by a doctor with shaky hands, what part of the body would you want it to occur on? This is a tough one. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say this because it's true. Locked on Canadians fashion. Uh, they can operate on my butt. <laughs> not Not like the internal parts, but like the cheek part, because like. <laughs> Oh my God. It's, I mean, you don't need a butt cheek. Like, you could just get more cushions to sit on or something like that. Like, let's say I tore my butt. I can be, I can be okay with a doctor with shaky hands operating on that because it's just a butt. It's not like a knee, which I need to walk or a shoulder or a wrist or a brain or anything like that. It's your butt. And that's, and that's it. I, I feel like that's the simplest answer. Okay. I still can't think of one. You know what? Like, I also need my butt. Like, <laughs> I know you're saying, like, you can operate. I, <laughs> you know what, though? Like, chances are I've had, like, a dentist at some point with shaky hands, just like, well, because he says it was his was inspired. His question was inspired by the dentist. I think it's possible that that's happened to me, but like, because you're, you know, you're all frozen, you know, like you, you don't know if it was shaky or not. And like, you're not going to know, like later on when it hurts, you just assume like it hurts because like you had a root canal or like some kind of oral surgery. Anyway. Um, the one thing that I just realized though, is that I haven't done a food wreck of this week of the week this week. I was going to ask Fitzy that didn't happen. So what I'm going to do, Scott is I'm going to turn it over to you and I'm going to let you say the food wreck that you always say on the show for anyone who just started listening. What, where are we going to find a long line of sports writers on draft weekend? McDonald's. 
No, um, I, when it is draft weekend in Montreal, you will find not only myself and I'm sure Mark Dumont and several other people and Eyes on the Prize alumni at Ma Poule Moulier in Montreal. Ma Poule Moulier. I'll get it right by the time June rolls around. June? July? What <laughs> time is it? It's July. No- it's July, like fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh it's the thursday and the friday not the week anyways you're gonna find a bunch of us there um and bring an empty stomach uh to be quite honest or have space for leftovers because uh, you will get a poutine that lasts you about three days if you're generous it is phenomenal it's done with portuguese chicken and it is by far and i was sober when i was there so i haven't had drunk um poutine from there yet so it is (laughs) it is the best poutine in the city i will not hear arguments otherwise and mark dumont who is a poutine purist would probably agree with me on that and oh yeah just just trust me folks it's it's worth the wait it's worth the time if you get a chance when you're there for draft or whenever just go thank us later so one of my previous recs, uh, La Hongre, the coffee place that I recommended, is just uh, around the block from there, I believe. Mapunuye um, is a Portuguese chicken place. Like that is what it what its original purpose is. Um, you will still find people ordering just the chicken, and like you walk in there, there's like they're just like making like stacks and stacks of chicken because people are taking home that like you know like the butterfly version. Anyway, it is phenomenal. I hate poultry. Like I literally, I do not like chicken. Um, and it is because of the way it smells like, like, you know, that chicken smell, that poultry smell, that is why I don't eat it, but I eat that chicken and it is phenomenal. Not only that, I will sit down in that restaurant amongst the poultry that's being cooked there. And it is so good. Like the poutine, like it has, it's, it's a poutine with, it has chorizo and it has the Portuguese chicken on top and it is phenomenal. We've had pastiche de nada from there as well. Uh, and that is phenomenal. It is so, so, so good. So that is like, you know, one of our, uh, it's like, it's a, it, it's, it's one of those, you got to eat here kind of wrecks. So that is our wreck, our food wreck for this week. In the meantime, we do expect there to be some movement and some news in the Montreal Canadians front. We haven't even talked about how sad Nick Suzuki was after the game. I don't want to talk about it. It's going to make me cry. So we're going to move on. And um, obviously you have to listen to episode 504 and 505 for the keywords for the giveaway. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can also send us mailbag questions to lockedoncanadians at gmail.com. You can find Scott on Twitter at Scott Matla. And he's the one that does the gifts and he's very funny. Um, and I can vouch because multiple people have said, Hey, your co-host is really funny. So check out Scott Matt on Twitter and you'll find me at the active stick. I'm not nearly as funny, uh, but you can follow me anyway. Please subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this podcast, check out locked on beds for Lee Sterling and your boy Q have been killing it lately. They've been absolutely killing it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you Monday.